That doesn't excuse the crime that was committed. Now look, everybody's describing Bernie Tudor as such a great guy. Oh, he's so wonderful. He's an angel. Let me tell you, he's an angel, all right. An angel of death. Thank you. Like, what's the na name, male and female, that I bring the worst connotations? Josh. Yeah, Josh is... Yeah, man, I know a lot of good Joshes. I know, like, there's, like, a couple. I know one. Yeah, I know a couple. Is it the one that's speakeasy? Mm. I think it has something to do with that. That's the closest approximation of Jesus' name, and they get a swelled head about it. <laughs> Yeshua. 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 Mm. I, I think we've all decided that like, Karen is the, is, the, is the worst female, right? Like, I don't that's know the, Karen. I think Karen is, like... Guys, it's like we can't say that word. Oh yeah, it's like damn. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Bit Larry's words, Bits Chicken Podcast. You won't podcast. say one of them. That's the worst. Jim. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Bit Players Bits Per Second Podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Jim. Carl. And we are here to talk today about the movie Bernie. Bernie, not the documentary about Bernie Sanders. No. Which I started and thought that was... Uh, I was looking for Jack Black. I was like... Is the, is the documentary about Bernie Sanders called Bernie? No, nah, I don't know. I was just kidding. <laughs> it's about another lady killer. <laughs> so, um, Bernie is obviously based on a true story, and that's a new thing that we're going to try to do. We're going to try to stay consistent uh -huh. with... Um, Picking movies that are based on real stories. Oh, cool. And kind of pointing out what they get wrong, what they get <laughs> right, based on what actually happened in the story. It's it's a, it's interesting what Hollywood like expands and exaggerates on, but then it's also interesting in what they don't expand and exaggerate on. And you're mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, that actually happened. Um. So. What is the basic premise of this film that we watched together apart, Carl? Um, so it's it's based on uh, this mortician who is played by uh, Jack Black, whose name is Bernie. Um, and he's just like the, the heart of the town. Everybody loves him. Uh, he's always there. He has nothing bad to say about anybody. Um, and then he befriends this widow who is played by Shirley MacLaine, no relation to John MacLaine from Die Hard. Uh, and... Uh, Spelled no, differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no relation. And uh, no one else in the town really likes her that much at all. She's like a horrible person, miserable. And um, uh, it then takes a turn when uh, the widow, what was her name? Uh, Marjorie. Yeah. Uh, she was found... Shot to death in in a freezer nine months after a shooting, uh, after Bernie shot her. Um, and the whole town is kind of like, ah, he didn't do that. He's too nice. No way. And they all kind of like get his back for the for the trial. But it's I mean, more like more like he definitely did it, but it, they're okay with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, even after here, yeah. But we'll we'll get further into into all that. But, yeah. That's the basic premise. This guy, he he, he killed her, and then uh, everyone's kind of like, "Yeah, but he's an alright guy." 
<laughs> must have done it for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, and that's yeah. Well, because yeah, because she she's the like the worst person in town. Like like that, that like it's set up that, that there's like very little redeemable about the the Marjorie character, and everybody has every reason to like Bernie because he's the most genial guy. Uh, so like. It's these small town Texas people grappling with like, hey, your favorite person just murdered someone. <laughs> yeah. And how forgiving all the uh, so he befriends all the old ladies. Yeah. And yeah. even when it's very clear and he confesses to the murder. I mean, spoiler alert, but I mean this entire mm-hmm. thing is a spoiler. Yeah. He confesses yeah, he confesses to killing her. He doesn't he like if he still pleads not guilty to the murder. But like he still kind of says the like. Oh, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I could do that. Like the varmint rifle, and I yeah. immediately started looking up what it, like a varmint rifle would cost. Not and that I was like really interested, so I decided I'm going to buy a varmint <laughs> rifle. Oh, that much. Um, no, you can get it for like two two hundred bucks. Yeah, I would imagine. I almost got one for some of the raccoons. There's a. What? Huge raccoon. Uh, Why are you saying raccoon? Raccoon. Raccoon. Uh, Ra- raccoon. Raccoon. I don't know. Not raccoon. Huge raccoon. Uh, oh god damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you get entrance on that rifle? Entrance. Shoot the raccoons. Yeah, absolutely. Insurance. 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 All right, go on with your raccoons. Um, but I was uh, on um, a property, and this is a huge one that lives like in a, like around a garage, and uh, we're just kind of like take it out. It's it, the guy said it's huge. Like the he has a raccoon trap. Is that better? In his backyard, mm-hmm. too big for the trap. No. Holy crap! So sounds like a bear. Yeah, might as well try and get mm-hmm. one. It's like huh. a small bear. <laughs> I'm interested. So, what is your relationship with this person's property that has the large raccoon? <laughs> well, it's our property, <laughs> and uh, it goes in. It got into a neighbor's house or a neighbor's like yard. And uh, when I was over doing the lawn, he was like, "Hey, just to let you know," I was like, "Fuck!" But you were over where doing the? I'm so confused about your relationship with this raccoon. It's like- the house that that we own. That my mom owns. Oh, can you just say your mom's house? Oh, yeah. Instead of this property. That, uh, yeah. There's this property that I go over there sometimes and mow the lawn. It's like, what the <laughs> shit are you talking about? You're like guys in their late 20s who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got the, these two elderly roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I want to get one. I just want to camp out there for a couple hours at night and just wait for it to come out and I couldn't kill a raccoon I just couldn't do it I actually I spent my Saturday night with a bunch of chickens and now I'm like rethinking everything I do (laughs) oh man these chickens are really nice (laughs) oh well um anyway so all that to say um that movie made me want a gun and it was Richard Linkletter who did you know (laughs) tons of really good stuff um I enjoyed it um I had seen it in like 2010 or 2011, whenever this came out and enjoyed it. Then I don't think it's like quite as funny as I thought it was the first time. 
Yeah. Uh, the first time they were just like, you know, I, it's like the the wackiness and the darkness of like the mortician life and yeah. the murder and, you know, he's a very eccentric kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, the whole opening scene is him like teaching a class yeah. uh, how to put makeup on a dead body. And like super glue. It's very methodical, show. like super, <laughs> super into it. Yeah. Watching it, I'm like, fuck me. I don't want to go. I don't want, I want my body to go through that. Well, hold on. Wait, which one's worse? Super glue in the eyes or getting burned? Burn. Yeah. It's better. I'd rather be just, just burn it. Burn, burn it all. Um, I mean, as long as I'm dead. I mean, not like right now. Like, don't cremate me. Like, as I'm no, saying. no, I don't think we want to be burned alive. Yeah, that's, yeah uh, you told like, me it to be burned, so that's what I'm doing, and that's why they call it burning. Oh, I never put that together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking though, like, so he's very clear about in the movie about how they don't like the people that end up getting the cremation. Because mm-hmm. they can't sell you the casket and stuff. All right. And all the accoutrement. Yeah. So I was thinking about it. And it's like, and I know like Six Feet Under goes into this and stuff, but how predatory the like death industry is. Yeah. Very. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh. Well, like, what are you going to do? And like. You know, I hate to, you know, there's probably a lot of anti-Semitism in it too because like Jewish people, they got to get them in there fast and you're not going to wait around for the like the discount coffin to come in. Like uh, they, they have you by the nuts. Like it's, it's, it is predatory. <laughs> it, the whole scene where he's like selling the, the coffin to the guy who is shopping for his own coffin, him and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Inning. And he was like, well, why don't we just take this basic coffin? He goes, well, how, how tall are you? He's like, I'm 6'2". And he goes, see, these coffins are used for, like, John Doe's when they bury them, like, unknown. Mm. You know, you're 6'2". We'd have to do some work, uh, realignments with your legs. And then the wife's like, what's that? And he's like, you know, break them a little bit. Maybe, you know, pull the feet. And she's like, oh, my God. And, he's like, <laughs> and then he goes over and sells them the casket next to them. That's like the Rolls Royce of caskets. You're like, holy crap. Yeah. And then, so that's the stuff that I focused on, like this viewing. Cause like, the first time I saw it, I mean, the thing that you're drawn to naturally, like as a pervert, is the sexual relationship between this old woman and Jack Black. <laughs> like, cause that's just what you care about. Um, <laughs> and on this one, I'm almost like, I really was focusing on like his. When does he have time to, like, mortician, too? Because he's, like, doing all the musicals and all the other stuff. Like, I understand it's a movie, and I'm trying to... Like, well, that's why... Like, well, I know. Like, I think it's, it's probably embellished for the movie, but, like, I... Like, I... I what, what stood out to me this time is, like, I think he's... I think he's a sociopath, because, like, he's just busy all the time, and all of that, like, congeniality he has is so learned like it's so methodical like the 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 way he like has the exact right thing to say to sell someone a coffin exact right thing to say to cheer someone up exact right thing to say to like like appeal to to appeal to people's usually grief like that is like he is scarily astute (laughs) at that 
Yeah, and I and I and I think that comes with the territory, and you know, you just gotta like the guy basically like sold his soul to like get this woman's money. Yeah, yeah. To some extent, I'm like, you know what? He deserves it. Well, like the town deserved it. I thought, like, because he gave it, he like gave it to them. Yeah, and like when when he was arrested, the you know. <laughs> The woman's family just like reconfiscated it and took the kids' playground away and took that like or stopped the building of the church and uh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely yeah. It's interesting to hear that part of it where he's like, um, you know, he if he had all of her money, if he did it for the money, then mm. what's his? Uh, why does he still have that small house that's worth fifty thousand dollars? Mm. It's in the nineties. And uh, this car that he's been behind payments. So, well, the first rule of stealing uh, is like you don't want to be flashy about it and draw attention to yourself. Yeah. And I feel like the old lady banging is what is really drawing attention to him anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might be wrong. But if I was going to take an old lady for all she's worth and murder her, I certainly wouldn't be buying new cars. I would be trying to draw as little attention to that as I could. Yeah. Not Except that I you would, you would, you would give a lot of it to hashtag save the firehouse, right? I would give almost all of it to save the firehouse. <laughs> I would save the firehouse. Uh, keep mm-hmm. in mind that we do uh, paypal.me slash firehouse theater. And you'd, be, you'd only want to rename it... Uh, Jared Pimentel's shit players firehouse theater. Oh no, I, it would be much more obnoxious. <laughs> you wear this shirt that I made. <laughs> Moose knuckle theater. Moose knuckle theater. <laughs> like I would, rec- I would rename it the squared circle because I like circle gets one. the square. <laughs> circle gets the square. What were you saying, Carl? To block. <laughs> what were you saying, Carl? Um, I I don't know. I was just gonna go back to the movie. Like I thoroughly, I enjoyed the movie, and not seeing it again, like since uh, 2011 first came out, Mm. and then watching it this time, kind of doing the same thing Jared did, like watching it and at a different angle. Like, okay, you were looking for the the like small things, and now I'm looking for little tiny facts, little fun things about the movie, Um, and. I didn't really pay much attention. I think the first time I watched uh, McConaughey's performance in it and then watching it this time around, you, it was kind of like, holy crap, he did a really good job in this movie. Um, like, I think no, no one directs McConaughey like Linklater. Like, other directors know how to get a good performance out of him, but only Linklater knows how to get this kind of performance out of him, I think. And he was, like, such a good... It wasn't... The- was was getting to me about halfway through seeing him, like because just I'm not used to seeing that like gray look on McConaughey, but he fits mm-hmm. so into that part because that's where he's from, Texas, and yeah. he like in the office he has the baseball bat, and all the reporters are around him, and he's got like the spinning wheel, and you're just watching it going, holy shit, this is definitely something McConaughey would be doing if he was. Uh, a district attorney in a small town in Texas. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm for all you drug dealers. I'm just like going through everything. I'm just like, this is fantastic. 
is well because ever since I saw this this movie, like that, like that McConaughey character, D- Dana Book, mm-hmm. has been my like g- my reference point for like sh- a shitty cop, like like not like a bad cop, but like or, or like but but one of those like sort of Barney Fife guys who's like, oh, look at look at all the marijuana we got. Escaped, like you know, like kind of because he like takes such pride in the like crappiest of things, like the the hands on a hard body thing, or like the, the <laughs> what are the guys like the, all the guys with like outstanding warrants, and like that scene of him just like very sadly arresting those guys <laughs> who had their hands on the truck. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a good good for you, asshole. Like <laughs> good for you. <laughs> I looked it up to see if that was a real thing. It's like, I got five deadbeat dads at the same time. And I was like, what? So I just like, as I'm watching, I'm looking it up. Like, I couldn't find anything. Uh, I'm going to keep looking. Cause that sounds well, like that's a, that's a thing that police do. Like they do the, like it's, it's on the Simpsons. So I know it's, it's true. Stink. Like, <laughs> um, so my notes in here say are these people are absolutely awful, but I am just like all of them. Uh, <laughs> And I love these are these like uh, the, all those in- people being interviewed are the actual people, well, right? Like this well, is half documentary. Yeah, they're actual townspeople. So that was the fact that I read. There's 23 um, interview spots like that. Mm-hmm. Those characters of those, yeah. and 21 of them were actual townspeople from that town. Yeah, and you can say like the like the ones that like actually have dialogue with the actors are the are you can tell they're actors like the stockbroker guy and lady who was uh, hysterically while the other one who you know oh, the pointy mom and her laughing daughter like <laughs> the, the mom was the one who played the mom was not a real it was an actor and what really yeah. but the laughing was the laughing woman was a townsperson yeah dude <laughs> so <laughs> it's like she was a bitch. With <laughs> <laughs> teeth going in 19 different directions. <laughs> I don't know that I'm like accustomed to hear women referred to as bitches anymore. And it's, it's like now it's shocking to me. It's like, oh, that woman just called that woman a bitch. Who's supposed to do well, that? I saw the, I, I mean, I saw the Connie Chung interview with uh, New Gingrich's mom. So, like, from, <laughs> from other women, like, it's good. <laughs> You know, I'm still, I'm still accustomed to seeing it happen. But when a guy does it, then I'm like, ugh, gross. No, stop. <laughs> what other notes did you get, Jared? Let's see. What other hands on a hard body sounds like a porn? <laughs> I think. Uh, is it? Is it? <laughs> no, I feel like that is a movie, but it is about cars. <laughs> I can't read with. Um... I just have a bunch of fun facts or like really in like weird things. And then two things that bothered me. Well, what were you? Uh, oh, no one uses No one uses the term mortician anymore. It's funeral director. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's no, kind of like a- an, it's kind of like a East Texas Herald and Maud. Oh, okay. Yeah. But less genuine. <laughs> yeah, like- of course. Where instead of Maud being like a free spirit, she's this crotchety old miser. Yeah, and that's that's what I got. I mean, I had some other notes, but it's mostly swear words. I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love. Was it like 
was it was it actors or was it the actual people who was it was it an actor or the or the actual person who played the sister? Because I feel I feel like it must have been an actor because actress, and I have a fun fact about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun facts, actress. A long fun facts from this cool dude. Hey, hashtag fun facts from K O O L D O O D D O O D. Check Instagram, check Facebook, and TikTok. <laughs> She um so she played in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries with none other than Matthew McConaughey playing her son. Wait, in the, oh she was on that episode with him? Yeah, that was her. She now was, I see. Okay, Matthew McConaughey, who's because I remember I remember seeing that episode he was in. Remake of him getting shot by some guy who was flashing himself to kids. Mm. Wow, that was a. Uh, that was an interesting fun fact that I saw. I was like, whoa. Um, there, there was one thing that bothered me about the movie when I think it was like the scene after he shot her. He got a phone call from the stockbroker. Now, this movie is mm-hmm. in the 1999. And he pulled down. 96-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. An iPhone. And Did he pull out an iPhone? Really? Phone, and I went. Uh, That's how. Uh, learned. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause yeah, cause it says like on. Uh, it says blocked. Oh, right. Yeah. And blocked. He like does a little touch screen swipe, and I was like, why? I don't. And that that bothered what, me. What you didn't have an iPhone in 1996? <laughs> they didn't. Does <laughs> <laughs> fat checking. Um, then there was also a MacBook in the background of one of the scenes. I mean, huh. right, if it's consistent throughout the whole movie, whatever. Like, yeah. But it was just, as soon as I saw that, I was like... Artistic license. Scenes <laughs> ago, he was carrying a beeper. <laughs> that is fair, yeah. Cause she yeah, doesn't that's fair criticism, now. yeah. But everyone seems to like it. got really good reviews. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I was surprised Jack Black didn't get an Oscar nomination for it. It just wasn't submitted. It was right after him and McConaughey did uh, Tropic Thunder a couple of years before. Mm. That was another. And wasn't wasn't McConaughey a last minute sub in that movie? Like, was that supposed to be Owen Wilson or something? Tropic Thunder or this movie? Tropic Thunder. Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably. That sounds right. Wait, like. Oh, and we got uh, McConaughey. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like I know, like the. The little like, the little idiosyncrasies in his performance, like as this is like the grandstanding DA, mm-hmm. like I just noticed this time he called it in 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 the courtroom. He calls Bernie a backshooter. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a, he is not only a murderer, he's a backshooter. <laughs> <laughs> like it would have been like morally like more upright if he'd shot him in the face. Well, yeah. Like obviously, like he like he means to draw the draw the parallel to backstabber, but it's a back shooter. The um the other thing I noticed with McConaughey was when he was in the diner, and mm-hmm. he was talking to the camera, talking to the people there. Mm-hmm. He's doing his little finger thing that he does in the Lincoln commercials, and I was like, mm-hmm. "There's that McConaughey finger twirl, finger touch, yeah, twirling around." <laughs> like he's like crushing a like. Like a cigarette in the, this, like between his yeah. pointer and thumb, oh, the bed falling out. And he does great, some great facial acting when he's in the like 
general store where like the two ladies are giving him shit. Like, and the the cashier's like, "If I'm on that jury, I'm voting to acquit." Yeah, and like he kind of like the, the the wheels start cranking. He's just like, and I am going to start using the term <laughs> like those people have more tattoos than teeth. <laughs> like that is my new favorite. Saint August, the Saint Augustine <laughs> had more tattoos than teeth. Like that's another thing. Like the the intra Texas rivalry was really amusing in oh, this yeah. movie. Uh, there's like I forgot. Like they say West. What was West Texas? Like the oil people or uh, Dallas is the oil. The Dallas snobs. The Houston. The carcinogenic coast. Yeah. <laughs> San Antonio is puts the mechs in the Tex. Yeah. Uh, the, the People's Republic of Austin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they don't quite know what's going on in the panhandle. <laughs> um, They've basically ceded it to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, one thing that really was funny about this was that you, like, you didn't realize how, I mean, you knew, like, the, how much the town hated this woman. And uh, they, um, hold on, I got to shut that door. The washing machine's making loud noises. This is what a yeah. weird flex of way, way to tell us how you cl- you actually clean your clothes. Yeah, sounds uh, like someone actually does laundry. Mm. Yeah, Liz did it before yeah. left. Um, well, that's okay. You may have seen my Facebook post last night. But, like I I folded my laundry finally, like and and that was how I found out that I hadn't worn socks in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they you know. They talk about how much they hate this woman. Dude. The whole beginning yeah, yeah. and throughout the movie, oh, she's the worst. Um, and you don't really realize how much the town didn't like her until he killed her and they didn't find her body for nine months. And she's just like, he's just telling them, oh, she's in a home. And the sister's like, oh, that makes sense. I'm not going to do any background investigation. Yeah. I love that. that but that conversation like with the sister, it's like, Hey, did you well, like for one thing? Like it begins. It's it's like a ten second conversation. Yeah. It begins with, "Hey, did you hear Bernie killed your sister?" Basically, oh, that, like, no, no, he's he's in a home. No, no, she's in a home. Yeah, yeah she ain't in a home. She's in a freezer. <laughs> and then um, when the officer was like, and uh, when he was interviewing him or talking to him at the airport. And he was just like, she's in the hospital from a stroke. He goes, all right, all right. You know, he's just, that broker's trying to get something from her. You know, that's, that's fine. I believe you. You know, I don't want her coming after me, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, well, that's the funny thing, is that the only person that gave a shit about her was her financial advisor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, yeah, he, he, want, he wanted her money. But, like, Bernie, I feel like, you know, for, for every, you know, for every sort of sociopathic thing about him is not in it for her money. <laughs> like he just, af- after he shoots her in cold blood, it's, you know, he continues on as normal and, you know, uses her money to do good. Well, things. she, the V ve- the money is a vehicle for what he really wants, which is love. Yeah. So yeah. the money is something he just gives away to the towns, people and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, buys the church stuff and whatever, but that was the most actually unbelievable part of the movie is when they find out that he killed her. That they start like the church has to give the money back. It's like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, like, well, if the 
I think of the the implication was that the family demanded it, like demanded it back. Because, yeah, like, you find to, me to, invali to invalidate the will. You find uh, me a judge in Texas that is going to take money away from a church. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the argument that he had, but like, got, uh, the argument that the other lawyer had with like the the kids, where he's like, "Is it true that you sued your mother?" And she's like, "Well, yeah." And he's like, and when's the last time you spoke after that? And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Just kept piling up. Like, but like, we're all sort of, like, you know, sort of circling around here. Like, it's like, a real, like, I think it's really fortunate that you suggested we do this movie now because, like, a bunch of, a bunch of Texas people who like who they like and, dislike who they dislike and are not going to be convinced otherwise. Yep. Like in that, that clip of the woman who says, I don't even think Jesus could change my mind. <sighs> Is that not the fucking story of everything today? Yeah. I like who I like. I dislike who I dislike. I'm going to believe what I believe. Fucking, you know, look at, look at Texas today. Look at Florida. Look at Georgia. Look at, look all around. Like, <laughs> well, that's kind of the story. Humans yeah. are, like evolutionarily, I was listening to a podcast about this today. We're evolutionary predisposed to being stubborn mm -hmm. because if we had to just make every decision like clean slate every time we made it, mm -hmm. we'd just be like complete hamlets because you'd be crippled by the indecision. Um, well, yeah, but we go the other way and we become not to not to continue that the metaphor too far, but we've become complete Macbeths. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's, I mean, that's true. But it's, it's just really interesting because like, oh, well, it, it helps you to understand how people can continue to think the way they think despite the mountains of evidence. It is well, yeah. very obvious. It's very understandable. <laughs> Bernie shouldn't go to jail. Why? Well, I don't think he killed that woman. He definitely killed that woman. Well, <laughs> I didn't like her. Like yeah. the logical steps, like leaps and bounds that people take to prove themselves right about someone. Because if you, right. so I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to pass. I don't think I can pass judgment on whether or not the real Bernie is a bad guy or whatever. I mean, he, got, he killed a woman, so he's obviously done something really shitty. Mm -hmm. But. Whether he's a bad guy is a different question as to whether he like should go to jail for killing someone. <laughs> yeah. Character. Your trial is. Mm -hmm. And what if he killed someone that people liked? Yeah. You know? Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Yeah. I mean, there was, I read an article too about the grand, the granddaughter of Marjorie in real life. Mm-hmm article about the movie and how bad it was and that wasn't who my grandmother was and just went through this whole, um, hmm. went through this whole article about it um, uh, and then I watched an interview with Bernie the real Bernie um, with some it looked like uh, a high, like an early college or a high school girl interviewing him for like a project um, hmm. it was really weird uh, but what he's he's serving? What did they sentence it like ninety nine years or something? Well, he'll get out when he's in his eighties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was another thing that I oh yeah like 
I see what I like about these movies, like doing real things, uh, doing like true stories. Um, the actors like going to the jail, like Jack Black went and like talked to him, yeah, visited him and had this long conversation with him. And like you saw the credit at the end, the video of him talking to him at the end, and you're just yeah. like, and it kind of he kind of looks like Jack Black in this movie. Like he kind of behaves from what we see. Like exactly like him. Um, yeah. When I watched that interview, I was like, "Holy crap, Jack! Mm-hmm. Good job." Um, no, he did. He's great in this movie. Yeah, you know, and but the only thing I couldn't help was when he was singing. All I could hear was certain Tenacious D songs. <laughs> there, there was one moment, and I forget what song it was, where I heard Tenacious D at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, like another thing, like I don't know if this is a clue that Linklater put in there, but like the, and I'm sure it's made up for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two roles we see him playing in the, you know, community theater musicals, yeah, Harold Hill and Sky Masterson, yeah. both con men. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought I didn't know what the other one was. I knew what Harold Hill. Yeah, uh, guys and dolls. The okay. yeah, son of a gun. Our own Devin was in Guys and Dolls uh, in high school at Rogers. I remember seeing that play. It was just a little. Was he Sky? I, mean, I think who he was. I just remember watching. Going, holy shit, that was great. <laughs> mm. Um, it's a, it's a problematic musical, gender-wise, <laughs> but <laughs> like a lot of Frank Lesser stuff is. It was an awkward. I mean, he wrote he wrote "Baby, It's Cold Outside." <laughs> it was an awkward play to watch. Um, you know, the, the the dancing and the costumes and being grown. Like the strip club scene with high schoolers. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, why? Why are we doing this? Okay, I'm just gonna look at my phone. So you got like really McConaughey and Serenity about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are we doing? This? I don't want to talk about that shitty movie again. What a Whatever. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, well, so, that, so I guess you have any closing closing thoughts on Bernie? Well, like, like with McConaughey's character, like, like if you look at it, you know, for, like just pragmatically, or like the McConaughey, the kind of sniveling Matthew McConaughey character is totally right. Like, he does like. But in dismissing, like, the emotional connection that this town feels for Bernie, like, he's the bad guy, essentially. But he's totally right, and without it, without him, a murderer goes free. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of like, I don't know if they... He even said it to the lady in the shop, where he was yeah. like, she goes, I don't think he should be going to jail. And he's like, well, wouldn't you want me if somebody shot you four times in the back? Wouldn't you want that person to go to jail, or would you want mm-hmm. them free? And then it was just silence. They were just like, fuck, yeah, making good points. Like, but it got me to thinking about, like, there are these sort of by-the-book, like, law enforcement people who are, you know, just kind of boring and dull. And I thought of Robert Mueller a little bit. Like, yeah, like, it, like people went started watching his, like, testimony last year expecting, like, like this fireworks, and he's just kind of like this, okay, I'm just going to answer as the... Yeah, you know, and just get to go by the book. I'll direct you to read the, the you know section, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's just a law enforcement officer. Like, I don't know, like, and and that McConaughey character is kind of the same way. He's like just this 
like he's, he's this kind of by the book Barney Fife prick, but he's right. <laughs> yeah, and like I, my, my like my my favorite scene was like when he was his like the the scene where he like does the grandstanding for the cameras though, like when he says that like the the reporter interviewing him uh and he's uh, and, like for the local news and he's like well that uh people are people come around here thinking uh bernie uh bernie tita is an angel and he is an angel an angel of death yes yes <laughs> and then he like does a pause but then he kind of does like a okay see ya like <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's like subtle but over the top. It's so funny. That's why I say let, let no nobody but Linklater gets my kind of hated do like shit like that. He was uh, one of the deadbeat dads on the with his hand on the truck. Oh, Linklater was. Yeah, yeah, right. that, makes, that makes sense. <laughs> um, what else has he done? Dazed and Confused, which is like Father McConaughey's breakout movie. Or boyhood, rather not fatherhood. A boyhood, yeah. Uh, School of Rock for you know this is how how the film. Hmm? Uh, boyhood. Was yeah. Boyhood was the one that was filmed over twenty years, or yeah. When was that, that was it twenty years. Yeah. Hmm? When that first came out, it came out with uh, the same year Twelve Years a Slave did, and I accidentally said I want to go see the movie Twelve Years a Boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're mixing up your movies. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure because they were both at Jane Pickens at the time. I was like, yeah. Well, here's a boy. <laughs> it's kind of. Yeah. Oh, and he did the uh, he did the before trilogy over like 15 years, and he did he's doing now a movie version of Sondheim's Merrily We Roll Along, which he's starting now, but they're gonna finish in 20 years. Jesus. With uh, like Beanie Feldstein, and I forget who the guy is. Wow. About the movie with um, no one's gonna see it. It's oh shoot! Uh, I always forget this actor's name. Sorry. Um, it's like Carl's been playing guitar this whole time. Like that's. <laughs> I always forget his name. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, no. Um, Steve Zahn. Nope. Neither of those guys. Where the hell? Oh, John Malkovich. Oh yeah. So there's a movie with John Malkovich that's not coming out until I think it's like a hundred years from now or 99, 98 years from now. Really? None of us are going to see because I don't like, I don't know. Is it that good? Is it that bad? Like what is, and thinking about, well, Oh, there, well, there's a topic though. It's like there, cause there are a lot of movies and a lot of movies that are just on the shelf because no one wants to release them. Um. Oh yeah, it's called a hundred years. I just looked it up. It's called a hundred years, and the the, the it's set for twenty one fifteen. Yep. I'll be dead. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Like how bad or how? I mean, how bad? Well, like it's. I think it's a it's a stunt. Like it's meant to be that. Like it's meant to be. I think shelved for a hundred years. It's so weird. It's a like IMDb has the date the release date. Uh, as November eighteenth, twenty one fifteen, in France. So like, okay, okay. So this film is the movie you will never see. It's <laughs> built as. I mean, there are three people in the cast. 
But like, have you ever, you know about the day the cr- the clown cried? The what? The day the clown cried? No. It's Jerry Lewis. Okay. Uh, directed a movie that's kind of. Uh, the intention was something along the lines of "Life Is Beautiful," like the the Roberto Benigni film about the Holocaust. Um, where, but like, uh, in it, like supposedly Jerry Lewis plays a clown who just tries to distract people who are going to their death in the concentration camps. Jesus. Um, and apparently, it's the most terrible thing ever put on film. There's a still um. Alright. <laughs> That's <laughs> is that uh, yeah. Just like, like and only his like close friends have seen it and he I, I think he there's something in his will about don't release this until ten years after I die. He died about two years ago, so we got about eight years before we can see it. Oh man. Um but suppo- supposedly it's just like god awful and he was like, no, I'm just keeping this in my vault. Nobody's ever going to see this ever. Cool. So that means that we get to pick our movie for next episode. Hmm. Well, like, I was like, so when... Oh, we're doing true stories then, huh? We're going to do true stories. All right. So <laughs> I was thinking, like, if Jared so Bern- wants Bernie- to pick a Matthew McConaughey movie, that's going to make me as mad as I, like, Serenity made him. <laughs> Uh, that uh, oh, I've already picked my movie. <laughs> oh. Because it's my turn. It is your turn, yes. Yeah, it is your turn. And we're going to go with Fighting With My Family. Oh, no. <laughs> it's good to me. I haven't seen it yet, and I've been wanting to see it. Oh, that- I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it yet either. I mean, Stephen Merchant directed it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. we're on the same page now of maybe two movies in a row that's going to piss Jim off. That's all I want. <laughs> I had to suffer through <laughs> Serenity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually excited for that, one, um, for, uh, for that movie, though. Yeah, it's, uh, what's it? pretty great. Um, <laughs> all right. Fighting with I genuinely um, enjoyed it and teared up at the end. Uh, anyway... So this Let's is the see, point maybe the, this will work. Who knows? This is the point in the podcast <laughs> where we quit our bits and we talk about one thing that we cannot stop thinking about. All bits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. leash laws. So there's a viral video that came on up today of or last night, I guess, of the woman in Central Park who called the police oh, on the African American man who literally just told her to put her leash on and she was like choking her dog. And she was like, you're threatening me. You're threatening to hurt me. It's all this garbage. And yeah. it turns out over the course of today, her dog has been removed and she got fired from her job. Yep. And they're Ama- com- like amazing. Her company um, literally said in on Twitter, we don't tolerate racism. <laughs> Good. An investment company. Yeah. So they only tolerate racism in their lending. <laughs> yeah. I, they'll, they'll redline the fuck out of everything. <laughs> but no, but you know, um, and so it got me thinking. You know, I, at least once a day, I have a run-in with someone that didn't has doesn't have their dog on a leash. And Newport has mm-hmm. leash laws, like most places yeah. have leash laws. Um, I understand people want to have get their dog exercise and stuff and whatever, but yeah, you need a leash in public. It's every 
So because the, um, the old cemetery from like the um, 1600s is the de facto dog park. And it's just well, the wild west. And you know what? If you're going to have leash laws, you need to enforce leash laws. And I'm not, you know, I'm, it's not very punk rock of me to say that we need to enforce the laws. Um, but <laughs> it is, you know, it's a super important thing and dogs can get hurt. And yeah, oh, my dog's friendly. It's like, you don't know. They're fucking dogs. You need to enforce the laws that like during like that, that will hurt people otherwise. Like, yeah. So like that, that, you know, that's not sacrificing your punk rock integrity to say that. And like, and it's also, it's, it's not very punk rock to, you know, use, use your white privilege to essentially like try to kill an innocent black man mm. who's literally like, essentially tried to swat him in real time. Like, he was doing like the lame. He was like going bird watching. I didn't want. I almost said, mm-hmm. it, but not. It's not a lame hobby. But it's like the like the most like innocuous. Well, like, let's just say it. It's the whitest hobby. That there, okay, but it's also it's is. also like the least harmful. You're not really bothering other people. You're literally just walking around looking at fucking birds. Yeah. So watching. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm concerned about. It's about leash laws. Unfortunately, put your dogs on a leash. I don't care if they're friendly. I don't care if they always listen to you. They could be the best trained dog in the entire world. Dogs still do weird shit. That's why you have them on leashes. I just saw a video of two dogs in Paris, Tennessee, um, that got out of somebody's property and was at a park and was like just barking at people. uh, And was there were two. And I was like, oh my god! Like just seeing that, like freaked me out. Like, yeah. Um, where I'm like, yep, leashes are very important because then the owner's like, my dogs never do that. And you're like, well, they're dogs. Well, apparently they do, yeah. <laughs> they, they, you know, Bernie dogs. didn't kill anybody until he did. That's right. Right. <laughs> All right, what are you bitching about, Carl? Oh, boy. Um, if you are coming to Newport and you want to visit, um, I can't stop you, but the trash, man. Yeah. The trash. There was so much trash this from this weekend. I know. I went around with one of the little grabber arms picking it up while my dog walked in. Yeah. Jesus. Downtown, uh, I saw it at Kings Park, um, just everywhere. And as a result, where this is what I really don't, I kind of don't agree with, but the a city council person is is pushing that. Um, because of all the trash from the weekend, they want to limit uh, restaurants to 25% um, to go. Mm-hmm. So saying you can only, you're like, whatever you're, you can only do 25% of your uh, revenue is it, it to go. Like you have to limit your to go now, um, which to me, like you can't punish the restaurants for people being stupid. You can ticket people that are not have a cop or have the even the meter maids that go around. They're writing tickets for cars. Have them be at parks, and if they see you, you know, throwing trash on the ground or throwing trash in front of a trash can, yeah, that because the trash can's overflowing. Well, guess what? Here's a fifty dollar ticket. Like, take the trash with you. Put it in your car. I'm sure you have a trash on your way home. Put it in your car. Go to a gas station. When you're filling up gas, throw it out there. Yeah, but take it, it home. It was awful. And then yeah, the- they, 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 it was real bad today. 
I was so mad, man. And then the the whole uh, alcohol to go is going to be coming to an end. They're they're going to try and put that in June first. So I'm like, yeah, that was to be true to last. Yeah, because yeah. you just you saw people. I saw an adult man, not even like a degenerate looking kind of guy, just <laughs> walking down Broadway with like smoking out of a bong. Nice. Like, I've never seen that before. It's like the Wild West. <laughs> what are they going to do? Arrest me? I might have COVID. <laughs> yeah. God. All right, Jim, what are you bitsing about? Um, I'm just going to echo Jared's bitsing from last time and say, uh, wear a fucking mask. Because mm. um, yeah. like, I've, I've gotten to some backs and forths with some people on social media this week. Uh, and I've heard the... Oh, I don't have it, so I'm not going to spread it. Um, it's my freedom. You can't take away my freedom. Yeah. And uh, Jesus will protect me. <laughs> well, you might be asymptomatic. Uh, it's my freedom to not get infected by you. And, and uh, the Lord helps those who help themselves. So fuck off and wear a fucking mask. That's what I got to say. <laughs> I think that is a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> fuck off, wear a fucking mask. Um, so this has been the Bit Players Per Second Podcast. Um, we are continuing to put on our content. Please, if you can, donate to paypal.me slash firehouse theater. We have Steph Corin Tammy coming up this week. We have uh, more one-on-ones. We have more uh, cartoon our videos. We're doing the six-foot serenade. So if you would like to purchase one for your dads, grads, and other assorted loved ones, uh, please just get in contact with us. There's no set price. We pay kind of a pay what you can kind of situation and all money goes to save the firehouse theater and keep going when we can eventually come back. Um, Am I missing anything guys? I'm taking over Instagram tomorrow or well, maybe today, or no, this is coming up Friday. Yeah. I took over Instagram on Wednesday. (laughs) Jim took over Instagram. (laughs) Um, So this has been the bit players bits per second podcast. Um, Jared, I'm Jim. I'm Carl. Thanks for listening. This is the best that we can do. We can do. Can do. <laughs>